Evan Wynn, and welcome to the Sports Weekly Podcast. This episode will recap each top twenty, each top twenty-five teams' college football game from this week. In the Texas A&M Clemson game, Clemson ended up winning that game twenty-four to ten. Trevor Lawrence went twenty-four for thirty-five, two hundred sixty-eight yards, one touchdown, and one interception. Then for A&M, Kellen Mond went 24-42, 236-yards and a touchdown and an interception. So both of them both had a touchdown, both had an interception. Lawrence threw for 268, which is more than Mond. Lynn J. Dixon actually ended up being the highest, the highest rusher with 11 carries, 79 yards, and a touchdown. Over Travis Etienne, who had 16 carries, 53 yards, and no touchdowns. So, Lynn J. Dixon showed up to play yesterday. And then in receiving, Justin Ross led the Tigers with seven catches, 98 yards, and a touchdown. For A&M, Jahamon Osborne, I think is how you say his name, had seven catches, 69 yards, and no touchdowns. That's because they did struggle a lot on offense from when I watched it. They struggled on offense a lot. Their defense did, their defense did show up a little bit. Clemson only put up 24. I honestly thought they'd have put up more on A&M than what they did. And it's more unsurprising news. Alabama ended up winning 62-10 to over New Mexico State. They were 55-point favorites. They did end up only winning by 52, so they didn't cover the spread. But Tua had 16 completions out of 24, 227 yards, 3 touchdowns, no interceptions. Josh Adkins for New Mexico State went 19 of 30, 145 yards, 1 touchdown, 1 interception. Keelan Robinson for Alabama, five carries, 80 yards, one touchdown. Well, Josh Foley for New Mexico State had seven carries, 51 yards, no touchdowns. Then receiving for Alabama, Jerry Judy had eight catches, 103 yards, three touchdowns. And then for New Mexico State, Tony Nicholson had two catches, 44 yards, no touchdowns. This was a not very surprising beatdown. I knew this was coming. In the Georgia-Murray State game, Georgia ended up winning 63-17. That is a very unsurprising beatdown. The only positive thing for Murray State is they outscored them in the third quarter. In passing for Georgia, Jake Fromm went 10 of 11, 166 yards, one touchdown, no interception. For Murray State, they went 20 of 25, 216 yards, and one touchdown for Preston Rice. Then in Georgia rushing, Zamir White had eight carries, 72 yards, one touchdown. For Murray State... Rodney Castile had five carries for eight yards, no touchdowns. Then receiving for Georgia, George Pickens had four catches, 78 yards, one touchdown. And then for Murray State, Daquan Green had five catches, 101 yards, one touchdown. This was also a very unsurprising beatdown. We all knew this was coming. And then some more also unsurprising news. Oklahoma ended up beating South South Dakota 72-14. Jalen Hurts yet again had a an amazing game. Jalen Hurts. He could win the high. I really feel like he could. So Jalen Hurts went 14 of 18, 259 yards, three touchdowns for Oklahoma. Well, Austin Simmons for South Dakota had went 25 of 34, 244 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. And for Oklahoma rushing, Ramonder Stevenson had six carries, 104 yards, one touchdown. Well, Ben Klett for South Dakota had eight carries, 29 yards, no touchdowns. So. Then Oklahoma receiving, C.D. Lamb had six catches, 144 yards, one touchdown. 
for Cody Case for South Dakota. Had six receptions, 68 yards, one touchdown. Yeah, that was a very unsurprising beatdown for them. I knew that was coming. I figured it wouldn't even be close if they did, so. And to the Ohio State-Cincinnati game. Ohio State ended up winning that game 42 to nothing. Justin Fields had a phenomenal day for Ohio State. Everybody thought this would be a good game, and it really wasn't. Justin Fields went 20 for 25, 224 yards, and two touchdowns. Well, Desmond Ritter for UC went 13 of 20, 166 yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. Ohio State rushing for them. J.K. Dobbins, 17 carries, 141 yards, two touchdowns. Davion Thomas for Cincinnati had 11 carries, 58 yards, and no touchdowns. And then in receiving for Ohio State, Benjamin Victor had five catches, 69 yards, no touchdowns. And Alec Pierce for Cincinnati had four catches, 93 yards, no touchdowns. Like I said, this wasn't a very good game, even though most people thought it would be a decent game. It really was not. It was a 42 nothing blowout. So to the LSU-Texas game, this game was phenomenal. Joe, Joe Burrow played amazing. Joe Burrow went 31 for 39, 471 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. Sam Ellinger also played very, very well, even though they lost. Sam Ellinger went 31 for 47, 401 yards, four touchdowns, no interception. Then rushing for LSU, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had 15 carries, 87 yards, one touchdown. Then in Texas rushing, Sam Ellinger went 19 for 60 and one touchdown. Then receiving for LSU, Justin Jefferson had nine catches, 163 yards, and three touchdowns. Then Devin Dunbury for Texas went 12 catches, 154 yards, two touchdowns. This game was great. This was a great game to watch. Either This game could have gone either way. I'm still a firm believer in Texas that they can get this back on track, even though they are 1-1. One one. They'll get this back on track. They'll win next week, in my opinion. And that's the machine arm. Michigan survived a scare. They should not have won that game. That was Army's game for the taking. Just Michigan made it play late in the game that got them that win. They played horrible. Patterson played awful. Army, that should have been Army's game. That was Army's game for the taking, but they blew it at the end. Shea Patterson went 19 for 29, 207 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Well, Kelvin Hopkins for Army... Two, went 2 of 4 in passing, 43 yards, no touchdowns, one pick. And then in rushing for Michigan, Zach Chambonet went 30, had 33 carries, 100 yards, three touchdowns. And then Connor Salmoka for um, Army went 29, had 29 carries, 92 yards, no touchdowns. But Kelvin Hopkins, the quarterback for Army, had 18 carries, 41 yards, two touchdowns on the ground for Army. Then receiving for Army, Artis Hobbs, the fifth, had two receptions, 43 yards, no touchdowns, while Michigan receiving, Ronnie Bell had seven catches, 81 yards, no touchdowns. This was a very, very good game. Just Army kind of blew it at the end. So, sorry, Army. And the Auburn-Tulane game, Auburn ended up winning 24-6 to in that one. Bo Nix went 19 for 37, 207 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Justin McMillan had 10 completions out of 33, 103 yards, no touchdowns, one pick. Tatavius Whitlow, Tatarvius Whitlow, sorry, for Auburn had 23 carries, 96 yards, one touchdown. And Justin McMillan for Tulane had 7 carries, 54 yards, no touchdowns. And Auburn receiving, um... 
Bill Hastings had five receptions, 75 yards, one touchdown. And for Tulane, Darnell Mooney had three receptions, 48 yards, no touchdowns. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't think this one was to be close. I think, I think Tulane could have kept it competitive for about a quarter, and then it was just going to be a beatdown, which ended up actually being right. Tulane ended up leading three out at the end of the first quarter, but overall, it wasn't that close, and I didn't expect it to be. Florida, after having the week off to play Miami, they must have done some pretty big things to try to help themselves out. They ended up winning 45 nothing versus UT Martin. Yes, I know it's UT Martin, but still. Felipe Franks went 25-27, so only two incompletions compared to the first game he played. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. Well, John Bocchus, third for UT Martin, went 19, 12 for 19. 101 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. And then rushing for Florida, Michael P. Ryan had 10 carries, 51 yards, one touchdown. Well, John Bocchus, the third for UT Martin, had nine carries, 48 yards, no touchdowns. Florida receiving, Van Jefferson had four catches, 94 yards, and one touchdown. And Peyton Logan in receiving had five touchdowns and went out five touchdowns. Five catches, 59 yards, and zero touchdowns for UT Martin. This is an, this was an expected beatdown. I knew this was coming. Florida, Florida needed something like this to get themselves back up after the way they played in their first game. So in the Utah-Northern Illinois game, Utah ended up winning 35-17. to so they had some struggles with Northern Illinois in that first half, but they ended up tuning that up. Tyler Huntley went 14 of 19, 214 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions for Utah. And then for Northern Illinois, Ross Bowers went 20 for 29, 229 yards, one touchdown, one interception. For rushing for Utah, Zach Moss had 18 carries, 80 yards, and two touchdowns. And for Northern Illinois, Jordan Nettles had 10 carries, 37 yards, and zero touchdowns in that game for them. <coughs> And for receiving for Utah, Brian Thompson had two two catches, 66 yards, no touchdowns. Spencer Tears had Northern Illinois had five catches, 112 yards, and a touchdown. But Utah ended up winning the game 35-17 after some struggles in the first half, especially in the first quarter. They struggled a lot with Northern Illinois. To the Cal versus Washington game, Cal actually ended up winning this game 20-19 in the upset of the week pretty much. This was this game didn't end until about two o'clock in the morning Eastern Standard Time because of a two and a half hour rain delay out in Seattle. But for Washington, Jacob Beeson went eighteen of thirty, one hundred sixty-two yards, zero touchdowns, one interception, and Chase Garbers for California, I mean Cal, sorry, had eleven completions out of eighteen, one hundred eleven yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. For rushing and for Washington, Salavon Muhammad had twenty-one carries, one hundred nineteen yards, and a touchdown. And for Cal, Christopher Brown Jr. had 16 carries, 80 yards, and no touchdowns for them. Aaron Fuller for Washington in receiving had three catches, 40 yards, and no touchdowns. And for Cal receiving, Keoki Crawford had three catches, 48 yards, and no touchdowns. Cal ended up kicking a game-winning 17-yard field goal late in the fourth quarter to seal the game up for Cal to win it on the road in Washington to be the number 14 team in the country. In the Penn State-Buffalo game, Penn State had some struggle, struggles with Buffalo in the first half. They were actually trailing at halftime 10-7 to to Buffalo at home. But in the second half, they had a 28-point third quarter that gave them a big lead at the end of the third. They were up 35-13, and then they just put them away there in the fourth, scoring 10 in the fourth to put it away. But for Penn State passing, Sean Clifford led the way with six, for 16 completions out of 22, 279 yards and four touchdowns. But for Buffalo, Matt Myers... Had 16 completions out of 31, had 245 yards, a touchdown, and an interception.
For Penn State rushing, Sean Clifford led the way with with 11 carries, 51 yards, and zero touchdowns. For Buffalo rushing, Jarrett Patterson had 23 carries, 71 yards, and no touchdowns. In Penn State receiving, John Dotson led the way with four catches, 109 yards, and two touchdowns. And for Buffalo receiving, Antonio Nunn had five catches, 113 yards, and no touchdowns. Like I said, Buffalo played really well. Just you're at Beaver Stadium, you can't expect to win if you're not like a Big Ten team or something. For Oregon, they needed to get this win at home to try to rebound after last week's game, and they did. They ended up winning 77-6 over Nevada. Justin Herbert went 19 for 26, 310 yards, and five touchdown passes. Carson Straw for Nevada went 13 and 25, 89 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions. Then for rushing for Oregon, Darian Felix led the way with eight carries, 80 yards, and a touchdown. Jackson Kinnaclade for Nevada had 13 carries, 52 yards, no touchdowns. And then Oregon receiving, Jacob Breland had four catches, 112 yards, and a touchdown. Justin Herbert threw five touchdowns to five different receivers that game. And then for Nevada receiving, Kelton Moore had one catch, 23 yards, zero touchdowns. Another week, another great game for Jonathan Taylor in Wisconsin. They beat Central Michigan 61 to nothing. Jack Cohn for Wisconsin led the way with 26 for 33, 363 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. And then passing for Central Michigan, Quinn Dumerday went 5 for 12, 36 yards, no, no touchdowns, and an interception. For rushing for Wisconsin, Jonathan Taylor had 19 carries, 102 yards, and three touchdowns on the ground. And then Central Michigan, Tommy Lazaro had four carries, 11 yards, no touchdowns. And receiving for Wisconsin, Quintez Safias had six catches, 130 yards, and two touchdowns. While Central Michigan receiving, Khalil Pimpton had three catches, 18 yards, no touchdowns. And Wisconsin has not allowed a point all year. They won 49 nothing last week, and then they won 61 to nothing this week. They have outscored their opponents 161. Wait, no, not 161. It's 111 to nothing this year so far. So they've been playing really good defense. And in this game, UCF ended up beating FAU 48 to 14. Dylan Gabriel for UCF went 7 of 19, 245 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. And then for FAU, Chris Robinson went 18 of 40, 177 yards, no touchdowns, and an interception. And UCF rushing, Greg McRae had 14 carries, 93 yards, and a touchdown. Malcolm Davidson for FAU had 8 carries, 64 yards, no touchdowns. Then receiving for UCF, Gabe Davis had 3 catches, 98 yards, no touchdowns. Harrison Bryant for FAU had 4 catches, 51 yards, no touchdowns. I didn't think this one would be close. This game actually did end early because of lightning, but UCF was up like 48-7 to at that point, so it really didn't mean anything. So, yeah. So for Michigan State versus Western Michigan, Michigan State destroyed them. It was not even close. Michigan State won 51-17. to Brian Lewerke went 23-32, for 314 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. Western Michigan went... John Wasick went 23-37, 252 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. And for rushing for Michigan State, Elijah Collins had 17 carries, 192 yards, no touchdowns. Western Michigan rushing, Levante Bellamy had 15 carries, 44 yards, and no touchdowns. And then receiving for Michigan State, Darnell Stewart had 10 catches, 185 yards, and a touchdown. And for Western Michigan receiving, Kenneth Mixon led the way with four catches, 71 yards, and no touchdowns. 
Michigan State, last week they played really well. They played really good defense last week. They played, I'd say, better defense this week against Western Michigan. In the Iowa-Rutgers game, Iowa won 30 to nothing over Rutgers, which, as Iowa starting out 2-0 and again. And then for Nate, Nate Stanley had another great game. Nate Stanley went 16 for 28, 236 yards, and three touchdowns. And for Rutgers, McLean Carter went 5 of 15 for 22 yards, no touchdowns, and an interception. For Iowa rushing, Torian Young had nine carries, 59 yards, and zero touchdowns. And for Rutgers rushing, Isaiah Paccio had 10 carries, 42 yards, and also no touchdowns. For Iowa receiving, Amir Smith, Massert, I think that's how you say Massert, yeah, that's how you say it. Four, had four catches, 113 yards, and two touchdowns. For Rutgers receiving, Isaiah Paccio had three catches, 25 yards, and no touchdowns. Rutgers continues to struggle against Big Ten teams, and I think that'll it'll be that way the entire year. And then the Maryland-Syracuse game, Maryland ended up just destroying Syracuse, 63-20. to Josh Jackson went 21 for 38, 296 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. And then Tommy DeVito for Syracuse went 28 for 39. 330 yards, three touchdowns, and also an interception. But Maryland, I'm telling you, is going... Josh Jackson's turning into a dark horse for the Heisman, like a really dark, big dark horse for the Heisman Trophy. He has, I think, six touchdowns right now. Let me confirm that. Nope, seven touchdowns. He has seven touchdowns right now. And one interception. He has an 84.7 QBR right now. So, he's sitting really well for them. And then in rushing for them, Davion Leak, their running back, had seven carries, 107 yards, and two touchdowns. Their actual number one running back, Anthony McFarland Jr., had 14 carries, 75 yards, and two touchdowns. And for Syracuse, Mo Neal went 12 carries, 47 yards, and no touchdowns. Syracuse struggled all day long. Nothing was going right for them. Their receiving note, Tristan Harris went seven catches, 157 yards, and two touchdowns. Then for Maryland, their number one receiver, Daryl Jones, had three catches, 70 yards, and no touchdowns. So, Maryland, Syracuse is going to fall out of the rankings, in my opinion, because of this loss. So, yeah. Anthony Gordon continues to impress for Washington State this week as they played Northern Colorado and won 59-17. to Gordon had went 31 for 39, had 464 yards, four touchdowns, and an interception. Well, for Northern Colorado, Jacob Kinnip had eight completions out of 1,528 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. And for rushing for Iowa State, Dean McIntosh had four carries, 52 yards, and a touchdown. For Northern Colorado rushing, Milo Hall had 31 carries, 113 yards, and a touchdown. And for receiving for Washington State, Brandon Arcario, Brandon Arcona, though, had eight catches, 127 yards, and a touchdown. And then Noah Soul for Northern Colorado had two catches, 47 yards, and no touchdowns. Anthony Gordon is a dark horse Heisman candidate if he keeps playing like this. He's like Josh Jackson. He's playing at a smaller school out on the West Coast and is putting up stellar numbers. In the USC-Stanford game, we had two freshman starting quarterbacks in their first career starts. USC ended up dominating 45-20. to Keaton Salvis, the freshman starter, taking over for JT Daniels, who's going to be out for the rest of the year. Went 28 for 33, 377 yards, three touchdowns, and no interception. Well, David Mills for Stanford went 22 of 36, 237 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. 
So in USC rushing, Ravi Mappelli had 12 carries, 42 yards, and two touchdowns. Well, Cameron Scarlett for Stanford had 17 carries, 82 yards, and a touchdown. And Tyler Vaughns for USC receiving led the way with five catches, 106 yards, and a touchdown. Well, for Stanford, Colby Parkinson had seven catches, 89 yards, and no touchdowns. This was a battle of what freshman quarterback was going to play better, and USC's ended up playing better, not throwing any interceptions, not turning the ball over. Well, Stanford's starting quarterback did turn the ball over. So in the Nebraska-Colorado game, Colorado ended up upsetting number 25 Nebraska at home in overtime, winning 34-31. Stephen Montez went 28-41, 375 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. While Adrian Martinez from Nebraska went 16-26, for 290 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Then in rushing for Colorado, Jaron Mangham had 11 carries, 44 yards and two touchdowns. While Maurice Washington for Nebraska had 15 carries, 77 yards and no touchdowns. And Katie Nixon, the receiver for Colorado, had six catches, 148 yards, and a touchdown. While Nebraska receiving was led by Maurice Washington with four catches, 118 yards, and a touchdown. Colorado called a flea flicker in the fourth or third quarter. I don't remember which one. They called a flea flicker from their own four-yard line, and it worked out for a 96-yard touchdown, which was a big play in the game to help them get back in it and win. Listening to the Sports Weekly Podcast, I will see you guys next time.